Last time on the Skip and Josh podcast. Some people think of OCD as like a weakness, but for you it's more like a superpower. If you say so. I never considered myself as having superpowers, but I'll take it. You're listening to the Skip and Josh podcast with Skip Sherman and Josh Obadia. Okay, Skip. So today we're going to talk about our most hated sports teams. I had considered calling this least favorite sports teams, but I like most hated better. You're very aggressive. You like you like when we do the negative lists. I really do. I really, really do like those the best. But before we get to that, so I have to tell you a little story. You know, because you know me very well, you know there are two things, well, there are many things that I don't really do anymore, but two things in particular that I don't do anymore. I don't like using cash. You know that. You were you were on the train of like we're going for a cashless society like in 1995. Exactly, <laughs> exactly. Yeah. And the other thing I very rarely do, I very rarely mail a letter, snail mail. I mean, most people don't. Like, what do you mail? Right. Well, here's the story. The other day, I actually had to mail three letters in the same day. Like that never happens. Right. Okay. So I I don't have any stamps. So I have to go to the post office. Mm-hmm. And I knew it's going to, I didn't know exactly how much a stamp costs, but it's probably going to be like three seventy five for three stamps to mail three letters. Right. And I had some change lying around the house, like $4 and change. I figured, okay, great. I'll go buy these stamps. I'll get rid of this change. I'll kill two birds with one stone. So I go to the post office and it's like $3.63, I think, for three stamps. And I give the the clerk, the change. And he looks at it. He says, oh, you've got two American quarters here. I can't accept this. And I, I and I almost lost it. I'm like, you're joking, right? I said to him. No, he can't accept that. I mean, but it's worth more than Canadian money, not less. But if their policy is like they don't accept Canadian currency, they only accept Canadian currency. They're not like a, they're not a, they're not a bank that's changing, exchanging money. I've never, I've never encountered this before because I've used American change in the past. I just assumed, I just assumed that any store will just accept, you know, a quarter, whatever, or a dime, whatever it is. Yeah, yeah. No, I agree. I agree. Like he's following the letter of the law. Like most places are just going to let it go. So you didn't have enough money then. So I didn't. So I had to pay with a credit card. <laughs> <laughs> that's wild. I love that. Anyway, so. So, so mailing letters, that's a thing. Like I. I mean, I think I mail a letter like once a year, maybe. Yeah. So I heard a rumor that we have a lot of listener mail from our last episode. Mailbag. Tons, actually, from the last two episodes. Okay. Right? I can't wait to hear this. So the mailbag from our episode on our most rewatchable movies. Yes. Steve from Dollard. Mm-hmm. He says, Major League. You want to take me outside? And he actually directed that to you on Facebook. I know you don't read Facebook, but is that like an inside joke with the two of you? Or Yeah. So actually, he called me after that episode. And uh, yeah. yes, because uh, there's a scene in the movie. You know which scene he's referring to? No, I'm not sure. There's a scene in the movie where I think it's Charlie Sheen uh, says to somebody, you want me to take, take him outside and kick the out of him? So Steve and I one day were, I don't know, at a bar or something. This is many, many, many years ago. 
and there was somebody that was annoying us, I guess, at the bar. Yeah. And so I don't know. One of us said to the other, do you want me to take him outside and kick the shit out of him? <laughs> that's, cra- that's classic. All right. Natalie from Pierrefonds says Shawshank Redemption. Um, Jeff from Dollard here said, great episode. My choices are Spaceballs, Moneyball, A Few Good Men, Goodfellas, Slapshot. And he has a special mention for Emmanuel. You know, like, you know what he's talking about? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if we have to go into an explanation there, but whatever. Uh, Pierre, I believe you, someone that you know from Montreal. Oh yeah, um, Pierre. We haven't heard from him in a while. He says Lord of the Rings. He says he watches it every two years. Okay. Okay. Uh, Derek, a friend of the show from here in Dollard via Twitter, said the usual suspects uh, because even on the 34th and 35th viewing, I still catch clues I miss in the first dozens of times. Oh, for sure. You know, I've only um, seen that movie once, but I'm sure, or twice, but I'm sure if I watched yeah. it again, I would find things that I completely missed. And good friend of the show, Jesse from Dallas, uh, emailed us with his list. It's... Uh, Casablanca, Stagecoach, Notting Hill, Searching for Bobby Fischer, The American President, Star Trek II, The Wrath of Khan, and Air Force One. My wife loves Air Force One, actually. And and he also, because we talked about baseball movies specifically, because I said, you know, I had like four that I wanted to include. And he said his most rewatchable baseball movie is For Love of the Game. And I know we both do really do like that movie. You and I saw that together, I think, at the theater. Yeah, we did. Absolutely. And then we had our most recent episode about our crazy stories when we lived in our uh, apartment together in the 90s. <laughs> that was a fun episode. So a big shout out to my uncle Lenny, um, who says, yes, he still has a VCR. <laughs> Excellent. And also he reminded me of like that you used to come into uh, his store where he worked at like midnight, one o'clock in the morning and get free bagels. Nothing like those free bagels. That was the best. <laughs> yeah. Um, our friend, uh, Renata from Chicago. I was with Renata at the Julep not that long ago. Yeah. She said, oh my gosh, please talk about the CD tower stand. Do, do you know what she's talking about? Um, did you not have all your CDs in like a, a tower rack or something? I did when I moved into this home. I don't know about, I might've had it in the apartment, but I guess she found it amusing that I had like my hundreds of CDs, like alphabetized in a, in a stand. Like, I don't know. Well, mine I were also alphabetized, but I don't think I had them in a stand. I think I just had them yeah. on my shelf. I don't remember, but, um, yes. I, I thought yes, you I, would know what she's talking about, but like, I really don't know what she's. No, I think she just about. thought it was funny that we had our CDs alphabetized, but like, what other <laughs> way would you have them? <laughs> exactly. Um, Stephanie from Montreal, uh, she says, maybe that girl listens to your podcasts. <laughs> now, I'm no, I don't know if she's referring to the girl that we listened to her phone conversation or the girl that we thought robbed our apartment, but it could be both or either or one, but maybe, funny. maybe they both know each other and they, maybe they listen together every week. <laughs> they have like a podcast listen party. Right. Iona from Vancouver. It said that uh, Steve and I live right next door, which is true. They lived in the building next door. That is um, true. Yeah. Suze from Cote St. Luke, who we mentioned in the, the, the episode, who I actually saw twice uh, this week, which was a great treat. Uh, she says, I loved it. I listened with my daughter and we had a few good laughs. Suze, uh, by Tanya, the way, was an integral part yeah. of the whole Party of Five night because without Suze, we don't get Carvelli's. That's right. Uh, Tanya from Dollard. 
um, she said that was great. I have some. I had some sorting work to do today, so I listened to it while doing it, and you literally made me LOL. Thank you! Exclamation point! Exclamation point! Melissa from Montreal, one of the best podcasts you've done. Loved every second of it. See, these are people that knew us then. <laughs> That's why they find it extra amusing. Right? I see. Okay. Yeah, and then Dan, our friend in North Carolina, said, great podcast, guys. Had me listening to podcasts in its entirety, even without a top 10 format. Speaks to both of your storytelling skills. Look at that. We have we have skills. Yeah, I guess. And then, uh, so I saw, uh, like, I, I mentioned that I saw Suze twice this week. I also saw Book and Sean, two other integral people in that episode that we talked about. Right. No chance um, they've heard the I, episode or no chance they will ever listen. To- they both said they listened to the episode and I a hundred percent believe book. Uh, like I really do believe that he listened because the way he talked about it. Okay. Um, I'm Sean said he listened to it, but for me, it's like 50, 50. <laughs> um, yeah. So that's the listener mail. Thanks you for everybody for listening. And, uh, like we had a great time doing both those episodes, but especially the apartment stories. So, you know, you, you asked listeners for, um, suggestions for topics and we got one. We did. We We got got a few, we got a few and who sent this one in? Matt Sanderson from British Columbia. That's what I thought. Who is the host of the Nooks and Crannies podcast, which is kind of on a hiatus now, I think. I think he's trying to get it going again. Um, But anyways, he messaged me saying, why don't you guys do like your most hated sports franchises? He called it. And he started lame, naming his, right? And um, so I were, when I told you about that, you were like, yeah, I can do, I can record that right now, you told me. Like, yes. You were ready. You yes, were ready to go. I was. <laughs> so as I compiled the list, I realized that there's a lot of synergy in my list of my most hated sports teams with the uh, teams that we mentioned on a past episode when we talked about our favorite sports rivalries because the my favorite rivalries dictates also like my favorite team but also my most hated team like they're my team's biggest rival right so there's a lot of synergy in my list with that episode but i think your list is probably less driven by your fandom um and more by just like pure hatred yeah, I didn't want to say that because it makes you sound like really evil, but that's exactly the words that were in my head. I am evil. <laughs> I am completely evil. No, but it's you you like to hold grudges against Oh, I have a long memory and I definitely like, hold grudges. And 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 you'll see by my list. There's only two teams here that that came into our rivalry list uh months ago when we did it. There's only two of the same. Yeah, so this was like you said, this was easy for me to do. Like as soon as you told uh-huh. me the topic, I had my list ready to go. The only hard yeah. part for me is ranking them because really I want to put them all at number one because I hate them equally. So that was the only hard part. Oh. But getting seven was easy. Number seven. So number seven for me, it's the Toronto Blue Jays. <laughs> now, when, <laughs> when I don't want all the city of Toronto yelling at me. Like it's really, you know. <laughs> you don't need to but, explain your, 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 your reasoning. You're allowed to. You know. They only come in at seven because, you know, when we had the Expos, the Jays were, even though we never played them, I mean, very, not very often, the interleague play only started sort of at the end. Right. Right. Um, it, it the, the rivalry between the two cities, between the two teams, like the Jays were the obvious choice, you know, when we had the Expos. You know, since we lost the Expos, um, it's not as easy to hate them. And they've had some really good teams. And obviously now with Vlad Guerrero Jr., they're... You know, I do like him, you know, like there's some, some joy in watching him, 
Um, but like part of it is like the Toronto media, like they make it very easy to hate the Jays. I mean, they're on every freaking day. It's like nonstop. I can't take them anymore. You know, like when, you know, like a few years ago when the Jays were like, they were in the playoffs for like two, three years in a row and they went pretty far. They went to like the ALCS, I think one year, right? Like Right. With Jose Bautista. Yeah, exactly. And David like, Price. I hated that team. You know, the, the whole country, supposedly the whole country was cheering for the Jays, you know, when they were in those series. And I was cheering for Cleveland, Kansas City, Texas. I was the I, I was going the other way, you know? <laughs> I didn't care who knew, you know? But so that's the Jays. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's the same thing for me when the Raptors were in the playoffs. I didn't care about the Raptors, even though apparently the whole country did, but I didn't care. The thing is, you know, the Raptors didn't make my list just to tell you, like, I have no feelings for the Raptors, like, either way. Like, when they were in the finals, like, was I cheering for them? Kind of, but, like, not because I was Canadian. It was just, like... Just because you didn't like Kevin Durant. Yeah, exactly. You know, I liked them better than their opponent, you know, but... I was actually cheering against them earlier when they were playing, you know, Kawhi made that super famous shot against the Sixers. I was cheering for the Sixers, mm-hmm. you know? <laughs> so So anyways, anyway, they're not the neither neither of those Toronto teams are on my list. Actually, none of the Toronto okay. teams are on my list. Um number okay. 7 for me, I mean, this is uh, an obvious one. It's the Boston Bruins. And Whoa. really the only reason the Boston Bruins are on my list is because of Brad Marchand. That's really the only reason. <laughs> Like if he wasn't on the team, they have some really good players like Patrice Bergeron and David Pasternak and, you know, some guys who are now retired, whatever. But, uh, but because of Brad Marchand, Boston Bruins have to be on my list as most hated. And I'm actually quite thrilled, by the way. I think Brad Marchand is going to miss the entire next season because of an injury. So I am thrilled about this news. Thrilled. You're thrilled about injuries. That says a lot. Well, to him. I know, I know, I know. So the Bruins the Bruins are in my list. They'll make an appearance much higher up. And I'm going to give you another reason why, why I hate them when we get to my Bruins pick. Okay. Number six. So number six for me, continuing with the Toronto theme from my number seven, is the Toronto Maple Leafs. <laughs> now... Now, what I said about like the the Toronto centric Canadian sports media making it easy for to hate the Jays, multiply that by a thousand to how they make it easy to hate the Leafs. I mean, like you cannot turn on any media in this country and not see something about the Leafs when they shouldn't even be talking about the Leafs. You know, like like it's just it's it's obscene. You know, like they're in the Stanley Cup Finals and then meanwhile on, on TSN. They're talking about like what are the Leafs going to do in the draft, you know, like or 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 what's happening with with uh, Austin Matthews uh, summer cottage, you know, like it, it, like it never ends, right? It freaking never ends. Like it, they just make it so easy to dislike, and their fans, like the Leaf fans, and you know it, right? Because you've said this many times. You were never a huge Canadians fan. You only became a Canadians fan when you moved to Toronto because you needed to take the other side. Of the Leafs fans. Yes. Right. Absolutely correct. Yeah. Um, and and listening when I first moved here and listening to the sports talk call in shows, you know, yeah. I, I got tired of that very quickly. Um yeah. so I could totally understand. That's why, by the way, and, and you already do this, that's why in Montreal you need to watch RDS because to get away from the Toronto news. Right. So like the main here's the main reason, like 
Leafs fans and the Canadian media, for the most part, think that the Leafs are Montreal's number one rival. And that's not true. They are not. <laughs> right. <laughs> they, right. So that kind of says it all. Like, it's it's a one-sided rivalry. Right, because the Leafs haven't beat the Canadians in a playoff series yeah. in 50 years. But I mean, I mean, yes, the Leafs played the Canadians a couple of years ago in the playoffs. And, you know, the rivalry has been rekindled. But, I mean, the Canadians-Bruins is always going to be the Canadians' number one rivalry. For sure. It's always going to be that For way. sure. I agree. Yeah. Okay. Number six for me, no surprise. It's the North Carolina Tar Heels. And I actually could have moved them up higher because of what happened in March or April when, um, you know, North Carolina didn't even have such a good season this year. And Duke had a great regular season this year. And then they actually meet for the first time in the NCAA tournament in the final four. And it's obviously Coach K's last year. And I don't know about you, but I was nervous going into the game because... You know, Duke was supposed to win that game, and they didn't. And, no, I mean, I hated North Carolina even before, but now I hate them even more. And I was so relieved when North Carolina did not win the championship two days later. I actually thought that North Carolina had a very, very good chance of winning that game. I didn't, I didn't think this Duke team was nearly as good as everybody thought. Of course, I wanted them to go win and win and keep winning. I wanted them to advance. Like, they made it to the Final Four, great. But, like, I never... I never thought this this that iteration of Duke was a championship team and I always thought that North Carolina had a great chance of winning like and they did right so there you go I mean I understand what you're saying but Duke and and I get that you think that Duke didn't have such a great team and maybe didn't deserve to win the championship that's fine but they yeah. on paper they had a much better team than North Carolina Number 5 All right number 5 I'm calling out a whole country Josh Okay <laughs> Germany now, specifically, the German men's soccer team. All right. So I like it. So fans of the podcast know I'm a huge soccer fan, and the team that I cheer for internationally is England. Well, that might change at the upcoming World Cup because Canada's in it now, so I have two rooting interests. But they're not in the same group, so you're okay. They're not. So, God, I just... England lost so many games to Germany so many times on ridiculous ways and seems like we could never beat them and then finally in the last euro we did beat them it was like it was such a crowning moment you know it was amazing but like did i ever tell you the story like when i first started following like soccer it was in 1990 in the world cup because i was living in england for the summer right so i got swept up in the world cup and everything and england had a great team and they made it to the semifinals that year and uh, England played Germany in the semifinals, and I went with my friends, and we watched in a bar on a giant screen. And I learned that uh, World War Two, like, really, like, is a much bigger thing than it is in England than it is in Canada, right? Like, <laughs> because there were people screaming at the TV, "Kill those Nazi bastards!" <laughs> <laughs> during the game that's like that's all i heard you know so um yeah that's germany since you put germany on your list i wonder if later on in your list we're gonna hear from italy no i mean i don't i do hate them a lot <laughs> <laughs> but and and you know what they could have made it here because it's the fans too that really drive me nuts you know, because I, I personally don't know any fans of the German team, and I know tons of Italy fans, right? Mm-hmm. And they annoy the hell out of me. Um, 
they should have probably made it. You're right, but but I think the I, I looked at more of the rivalry of with my team. So okay, because you know, England just hasn't historically played Italy. I mean, I know they did in the last Euro, but historically we haven't had that rivalry with them. Okay, so next on my list is the Alabama Crimson Tide football team. I don't even like <laughs> I don't even like college football. In fact, I hate college football. Um, and that's part of the reason why they're on here. So this is not just Alabama, but it's pretty much every single NCAA football team can be number five on my list. But Alabama is the most hated one. And and it's only because of Nick Saban. I can't stand Nick Saban. Every time I see Nick Saban, I want to punch him in the face because he's so, first of all, he just lies about everything and he never yeah. gives you a straight answer. And he's just he's just this smug guy that you want to slap. And they plus Alabama wins like it seems like every second year. So when they don't win, I'm thrilled. But yes, Alabama Crimson Tide, one of my most hated sports teams, without a doubt. Number four. Uh number four. You knew it was gonna be on my list, Josh. You knew it. It's the Los Angeles Lakers. Oh yes, of course. They're so freaking arrogant. Their fans are so arrogant. They're so easy to hate. I hate them so much. This is a franchise that, like, they talk, they say, like, well, they are. They're the most successful franchise in, in the NBA in terms of championships won and, you know, like, the, the history of the team. And, yes, they, they've got all that. But, I mean, they have this history in recent times. They buy the championships, you know. They just, they, they stink. They don't even be rebuild like a normal team. They just go out and get LeBron James. Or they'll go out and get, they suck. They Let's go get Shaq. Right, like they they just like they just go and get like the best players, you know. Like players want to play there because it's Los Angeles and it's Hollywood, so they, it makes it easy for them to just spend all the money and reload. So I'm just so happy that they sucked the last two years. Like I'm just. I was going to say this, you must have enjoyed the last couple of seasons. It's great because they they think they have this great team, but they they're they're brutal. They they're really brutal. Like and they're not now. Like oh, there's all this talk about Kyrie Irving possibly being traded to the Lakers. Um, I hope they get him. I'll hate if they. I hope they do get him so that I could hate them even more. That would be fun. Yes, it'll be the first time the Lakers are become like a villain. I think in a long time, a villain not not in my eyes, but in the eyes of like mm-hmm. the league, right? Uh, uh, in general. So, okay. So this next one, you'd never guess if I gave you a hundred guesses. Number four on my list, it's the Hamilton Tiger Cats. So. <laughs> CFL? There's a specific reason why I'm picking this Hamilton Tiger Cats team to be on this list, and they could have even been is, number one. Is it the so, Oski Wee Wee, Oscar Woo, that whole song? That That's not why I hate them, but yes, they do that song. So, most of the listeners don't know, I used to work for the Canadian Football League, and part of my responsibilities, I would have to interact with the front office of every single team in the league. And without a doubt, the worst front office to deal with was the Hamilton Tiger Cats. Whether I was talking to their team president or or if I had to talk to, you know, one of their assistant coaches or whatever whatever it was. And some of those people are still working for the team today. I'm so glad that I don't have to deal with them. But basically, anytime I happen to turn on the television and the Tiger Cats are playing, I want them to lose. That's so funny. So it's real personal experience. Oh yeah, no, it's it's 100% it's personal. 
it's funny because they say, you know, we hear like it's like a cliche that, you know, like organizational cultures start, you know, from the top down. And, you know, it probably is true, right? Like it's the, that's the organizational culture is just like cutthroat and business and, you know, like, and it's funny because the Ticats outwardly, like a few of the Canadian football teams have this aura of like, they're this community team. You know what I mean? Like, it's like a smaller city. Yeah. They're in the shadow of Toronto. Yeah. You know, but I, I guess internally, it's not like that. Well, I mean, I don't, I've never spoken to any of the players on the team, so I can't speak for them. But meanwhile, any of the players that are on the team now were not on the team 10 years ago, I, I don't think. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But I'm talking about the front office people. Yeah, yeah, sure. Like, they just don't care about, they don't care about anything, anything. other than themselves. Oh. Wow. Calling them out, Josh. No, and uh, look, if they're listening, great. You all suck, and I hope you lose every game. <laughs> oh my God, this is so mean. Number three. So number three for me, um, I talked about it before. It's the Boston Bruins. They were on your list. You gave great reasons. Um, I told you they're, I mean, the real reason for me, it's they're the number one rival of the Canadians. They have been for years. When we face each other in the playoffs, it's brutal, both sides, it's heated, it's aggressive, it's it's really like, it's all out, you know? Um, especially like in the 2000s, we played them in the playoffs like so many times, right? Like, so the more you play a team in the playoffs too, you know, like the more the heated the rivalry gets. But, but I told you I had another good reason to hate the Bruins. And um that's their announcer jack edwards oh that is a good one yes <laughs> he is i mean i i don't want to like <laughs> he is the most cliche in terms of like what's a homer you know like a, a hometown announcer that sees things only with one side this guy only one way like this guy like wears bruin has bruins glasses he sees everything in black and yellow you know like it's it's really like it's really crazy like how one-sided he is it's it's i, I mean outside of the montreal boston rivalry people aren't going to know this but like when zidane ochara almost killed max max Pacioretty, and i'm not exaggerating when i say almost killed like he was lying on the ice motionless um Jack Edwards, like, you you have to hear the stuff coming from the Bruins side. It's it's just like he deserved it. He had his head down. I don't care if he had his head down. <laughs> you know? Like, come on. Like it's it's it was really obscene at the time. And so I will always hate the Bruins, um, and especially him just for that. So So since you mentioned the team's play by play announcer, yeah. I wonder if the New York Yankees and the Chicago White Sox are in your list, because their play by play announcers are also suck. Well, the the White Sox have that guy Ken Harrelson, right? He He's may he may have retired uh, just like recently, but but when he was around, and the Yankees the Yankees have two different announcers. Well, they, right? have, they have is John it, Sterling. I'm talking about Michael K. I think is the one that I don't. Yeah, like. and Michael K. Because they have a radio and a right. or anyway. So um, yeah, they're both. Michael K.'s not as bad. You think he's that bad? I or? I don't know. His maybe it's just his voice that annoys me. It's funny because you know I am a Red Sox fan, but I didn't put the the Yankees on my list because I don't hate the Yankees. I don't hate them like with a passion, like like some of these teams. All right, the, the next three you can guess easily for me, but I'll tell you anyway. And it could have been a three way tie. Um, the Washington uh-huh. Nationals. So look, uh-huh. I mean, it's obvious they stole Montreal's baseball team. So I'll always hate them. This is why you know they could have even been number one. Furthermore, they proceed to win a World Series. And then their fans complain 
when they start trading away all their good players and the team starts to suck. Well, hello, I know exactly what that feels like. And you have no business complaining because you won a World Series and you stole our team. So like, I don't feel bad for you. And I hope you lose every single game this year. I hope you go 0 and 162. We're really holding a lot of grudges. People listening for the first time are going to be like, man, these guys are hardcore. They're really like going after their most hated teams. We should only do most hated from now on. I, I, I love yeah. I love when we do negative stuff. <laughs> so like I have no feeling for the Nationals either way. You know, when the Nationals won the World Series, people are like, how do you feel about it being this hardcore Expos fan? I'm like, I don't care. They're I was pissed. Expos. I was so pissed. And and they were playing Houston that year. And everyone hates the Houston Astros because of what they did, yeah. even though at the time yeah. they didn't know it yet. I was still yeah. rooting for the Houston Astros heavily. <laughs> heavily. I remember. I remember. Number two. So uh, number two for me, uh, you could probably guess that's, uh, and I'm putting it in air quotes, Josh, America's team, the Dallas Cowboys. Oh, that's a good one. Yes, of course. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, America's team. It's like, please, America's team, give me a break. Like they invented this saying, somehow it became like, it's just a joke. Like, honestly, Cowboy fans. Oh my God. (laughs) They've been my most hated team. In every era that I've watched football, right? Like the Tony Dorsett teams hated them. Troy Aikman teams hated them. Tony Romo teams hated them. This version of the Dallas Cowboys with Dak Prescott hate hate them. I can't stand. I can't. I, I've had a hatred for the Cowboys my whole NFL rooting career. Um, and then to top it all off, like, is there a more unlikable owner, Josh, in in sports than Jerry Jones? Like, I don't. Well, there actually is because there are some owners, especially in the NFL, who are just completely clueless. And then there's also the owner of the Knicks who, you know. Well, yeah, you're right. (laughs) That's a good one. (laughs) That's a good one. Um, I just think that, like, you know, when I watch the current iteration of the Cowboys, and when I say current, it's going back like at least 20 years. Like we're talking about the Tony Romo on, Tony Romo till now. They they have won, all those teams have one thing in common. They have crumbled under the pressure of their expectations at every turn. Every time you think the Cowboys are good, they will they will show you why they suck. And and I think they're gonna keep doing that. I don't know, I don't know. It's gonna take a certain kind of personality of a certain kind of coach or player, maybe at a key position, a quarterback, that's gonna that's gonna have to try to break that. Because it's not going to be easy. (laughs) Okay, so next for me, and again, these top three, I could have rearranged the order. It's the Atlanta Braves. I can't stand the Atlanta Braves. This is dating back to, of course, 1994, but the 90s in general. Yeah. Yeah. So Atlanta, I think, won the uh, NL East, you know, nine out of ten years. The only time they didn't win the NL East was in 1994 when the season never finished. But we all know. But when Braves fans, when Braves fans or announcers say that stat, they will say the Braves won the NL East nine years in a row or ten years. Right, because they they discount nineteen ninety four. Yeah, which is another reason why I hate the the Braves. Yeah. Right. So you know, I mean, this stems from the frustration that I will always have about what happened in nineteen ninety four when Montreal had the best record in baseball and the season wasn't allowed to get completed or to be completed. So you know, and. That was finally the year that someone was going to knock the Braves out of their perch. Um, and yeah. now and now 
when they won the World Series last year, I didn't even watch the final out because I didn't want to see it. Um, and and this similar thing, like, you know, they actually, they were good in the 90s and now they're good again. So yeah. I don't I don't feel bad for them when they're bad. In fact, I, I relish it when they are bad. Last year really annoyed me a lot because they went and acquired like all those schlubs at the trade deadline who are not good yeah. players, but for some reason... For they they were like so hot for two months and propelled them to win the World Series. So whatever. It's really strange because um, they kind of won the World Series like despite themselves, you know? Yeah, like, by accident. <laughs> yeah, and you hate them despite the fact. Isn't their GM from Montreal? Yes, that's another reason I actually hate them. Really? Yes. <laughs> like I never liked that guy when he was the GM of the Blue Jays. I didn't like him. Yeah. Now he's the GM of the Braves. Everyone seems to think he's some kind of genius. Uh, We're you talking know, about Alex Anthopoulos. Yeah, yeah. I mean, look, sure, he knows his baseball, but is he a genius or did he just, yeah. what, did he get lucky? I don't know. All right. Fair enough. Number one. All right. We're at number one. There, you mentioned them. I know who your number one is, but I don't, uh, you must know who my number one is. Like, anyways. Well, I thought your number one was going to be the Lakers, but now I'm thinking, is it, I don't know, Manchester United? No, no, it's the North Carolina Tar Heels. Oh, right, okay. <laughs> um, this is the one team that's different from anything else in my list. Like, I I just refuse to find anything positive about any of their players or any of their coaches, no matter what happens. You know, like, they made it to the final last year. They made it to the championship game. Everyone's throwing flowers and accolades at Hubert Davis. Hubert Davis is a freaking scumbag. I don't care what anybody says. <laughs> Okay, I don't care what anybody says. Nice guy, not a nice guy. I, I don't believe a word of it, right? I remember him as a player. I, I, I like, anyways, look, North Carolina, they are a successful program. They've got, they've got six national championships in their history. They have a storied history, you know, Dean Smith. And then, then, then he passed the baton to um, Roy Williams and now Huber Davis, you know, like, you know, they have this storied history, which is great if you're a Carolina fan, but like. This is how far my hatred goes, because as far as I'm concerned, despite all their success, the greatest moment in the team's history is when Gerald Henderson broke Tyler Hansbrough's nose. That is the greatest play in the history of North Carolina basketball, coming from a Duke Blue Devils fan. <laughs> That's hilarious. I remember that play. I'll never forget it with the blood dripping down. It was great. Yeah, yeah. It's not Michael Jordan's game-winning shot. It's not, you know... Uh, who, James I Worthy. I want to tell you, like, it's not James Worthy. It's not, uh, you know, it's it's not any of this other stuff. It's Tyler Hansborough getting smashed in the face. Nice. Okay, I'm at number right. one. So number one, I know it is. Go for it. It's the New England Patriots. Yeah, sure. So <laughs> another uh, Boston area team. I had one at number seven, and now another one at number one. I mean, listen, everyone knows how much I hate the New England Patriots. I want them to lose every game. Even after Tom Brady left, I still want them to lose every game. Um, they haven't really been very good since he left, which they've been okay. They were in the playoffs last year, I think, with the right. But then they lose. But then they lose in the first round. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, and I was actually nervous when they made the playoffs because you never know what's going to happen, right? When they make the playoffs, so. Right. I was relieved when they finally lost. Like, I can't watch these games because they just, they annoy me too much. They frustrate me too much. You know, Bill Belichick, he's a scumbag. He needs to be punched in the head as well. Um, 
you know, so you know how you're saying that your list for most hated teams is very similar to the your favorite rivalries. My mm-hmm. list for most hated teams is very similar to most hated sports personalities that we did, not including right. athletes. Right, right, when right. We did right. that episode. Coaches. Right. Right, right. Coaches. Like obviously you have a real hatred for Belichick. I do. Like do you hate who do you hate more? Like Belichick or Brady? I guess it's Belichick. No, I hate Belichick more. Yes. Yeah. Without a doubt. But like now you have a like an offshoot of a hated team, which is Tampa, or is that not true? Oh, absolutely. It's a hundred percent true, but I was only allowed to put seven on my list. <laughs> no, but I'm just saying, like, you know how like so like a, a basketball coach or a football coach, like they have like a coaching tree. Yes. Right? Yes. So you have your own. You have like the most hated team, like like uh, the Patriots, and they've spawned an offshoot, which is Tampa, right? Right. Well, because Tampa has Brady, else. and they also had Gronk. If I could, if we, if we were doing top eight, Tampa Bay Buccaneers would have been on my list for sure. So uh, I had a few honorable mentions. You mentioned Manchester United; they they weren't strong enough to make my list, mm-hmm. and the New York Yankees also. I mentioned them, but whatever. I hate the Seattle Seahawks, Josh, and that's only because of Pete Carroll. I can't stand that guy. And then the other one I have on my list <laughs> is Tiger Woods. Now, he's a person. He's not a team. But but I'm sure I told you this story. My son was like seven or eight years old, right? Mm-hmm. Whatever year it was. Maybe I may be getting the ages wrong. But when Tiger Woods was in all the news, like Tiger Woods is in all the news all the time, right? When, when his wife tried to kill him with a golf club and smash his car and all this and, you know, like Tiger Woods was in the news like crazy. And we're driving in the car one day and my son knows that Tiger Woods is, is something to do with golf, right? But he, he's, we're in the car and he's like, Daddy, I have a weird question to ask you. I'm like, what? He goes, is Tiger Woods a person or a team? Because he didn't know. Like, he didn't know. Like <laughs> That's a funny like, question. Because the, the, his name is a little bit strange. Like, Tiger Woods, it's not like a normal name. And he didn't, he's seven years old. What does he know about golf, right? Like, so, like, I just thought it was funny. So, because because he once asked me if Tiger Woods is a team, I had him on the honorable mentions for most hated team. That's fair. I like it. Yeah. Yeah. So, my honorable mentions, I already told you one of them is the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Sure. And sure. the only other one is the Kentucky Wildcats. Of course, I hate the yeah, Kentucky Wildcats. Yeah. Of course, I hate the Kentucky Wildcats for a bunch of reasons. But the truth is, the reason they didn't make it into the top seven is because Duke usually beats them almost all the time. So it's like whatever. The Skip and Josh podcast is available wherever you listen to podcasts. If you listen to the show through Apple Podcasts, please leave a review. To interact with the show, send an email to skipandjoshshow at gmail.com. Follow the show on Twitter and go to Facebook to like the show page. And now for some final thoughts from the guys. All right, Josh, I have an update for you on the song of the summer because you asked me last time about the song of the summer. I told you I would go back and do my research. Yes, I was uh, waiting for two weeks to ask you this question. So go ahead. Tell us. So I consulted with uh, the family here. Yeah. And especially my daughter. Mm -hmm. And we came to the consensus that um, there's two contenders for song of the summer. I hope one of them is not the Kate Bush song. No, it's not. It's not. It's uh, Harry Styles, As It Was, which is, I mentioned you last week. I just didn't remember the name of the song. Mm-hmm. And then there, the other song that's in contention is Lizzo. You know Lizzo? I've heard of Lizzo, but I couldn't yeah. tell you what the song so, is. Lizzo has a song now that's really popular called It's About Damn Time. So those are like the two songs that are really like dominating the radio, you know, and in the summer of 2022. Great. Okay. Yeah. 
Well, speaking of pop culture, I wanted to let you know I started watching season two of Only Murders in the Building. Oh, I didn't. I knew it was out, but we didn't start watching it because we wanted to wait till the whole season's available. Right. Like, there's only there's only two episodes, so yes. Uh huh. And how do you like it so far? Is it good? Yeah, it's good. Um, they don't use, you know, how they kept using the same music from. Uh huh. From- the fake. The fake uh, serial music? Correct. Yeah. And they don't use it as much, and they've changed it a little bit. So I'm a little disappointed about that. Oh, that's too bad. And another show that I started watching, now I think this is from 2014 or 2015, but I just started watching it this week. And it's on Prime, so I don't know if you have ever seen it. It's called Red Oaks. No, I, I heard of it. It's a cross between Dirty Dancing and Fast Times at Ridgemount High. Oh, okay. That's fun. Yeah. So, yeah. So I'm enjoying that show. So those are the shows that... So I don't get Prime, but I think what we decided is probably like at Christmas time when like you're just like stuck at home and, you know, like that's when we tend to watch a lot of shows like the Christmas break. Mm -hmm. Um, I'll probably like buy something from Amazon, get a free month of Prime and we'll just watch everything. (laughs) By the way, one of the good things about uh, Red Oaks... Yeah. is at the end of every episode, like as the last scene is happening and as the credits are rolling, they always play, and it's set in the 80s. So they always play that. an 80s song and it's always different and it's usually good. So like I want to uh-huh. watch the credits because I want to hear the song. So it's, right. you know, you can skip the credits that. and just go to the next episode, but I never do that. I want to. I want to hear the song. And then speaking of uh, the 80s, so we, we I watched like the final two episodes of season four of Stranger Things. Okay. Um, there was only two episodes that came out, but they were long. One was an hour and a half and one was two hours and a half. So they were like movies. So is the show over like, now? No, there's going to be season five. Um, they've they've already like teased into that because it's season four ends on a like, uh, you know, it's leading up to the next thing. But I really, really enjoyed the last two long whatever you want to call them. They're not episodes. Like <laughs> the last two episodes of stranger things, they were fantastic. And like, I, I mean, I just love them. I, 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 it went, it was, they were really, really well done and really good. So that's all I have to say. So speaking of that, you mentioned how, you know, they use the Kate Bush song in virtually every yeah. episode. Yeah. So this is what bothers me. Here's another, what bugs me. And I didn't even expect this one. So I know the song, you know, the song we heard it many years ago, yeah. but there are all these people like half our age and even older than that who think that this is a brand new song that was just written I yesterday know. and they have no clue that it's from like the 80s. And and like I'm seeing it in all these videos, like people like even our friend Joe, I think used it in one of his Instagram posts or something. And it's like, people, do you not realize the song has been around for a million years and you're only discovering it now? Like <laughs> it's... It's true. And in the last episode, there was a song by Metallica. I'm not a Metallica fan, so I don't want to even remember the name of the song. So they're, it's getting like, they're calling it like the Stranger Things treatment. Like that song has like gotten back onto the top of like the, the heavy metal charts and all this. Like it's, it's just kind of crazy that uh, it just shows the power of Stranger Things. It, it is the most popular. I, I saw the article about it's the 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 they're counting like the number of hours it's been streamed by people like that's how they calculate like their most successful it's the most successful american 
uh, show that Netflix has ever had. There's only one show that's been streamed more, which was Squid Game, which I know I didn't watch, and I don't think you watched it either. No, I didn't watch um, that. But that's like a Korean show, and it has this all other other audience, right, of other in other countries and everything. So, um, yeah, it's huge. Stranger Things is just huge. So, but the biggest news, Josh, is happening today. The biggest news in my household. Oh, do you want to tell them or should I? I'm getting a haircut. Wow. <laughs> the thing is, this is an audio podcast, so no one knows what you look like, and they won't know what you look like after the haircut. Right. Well, my last haircut was January. 2020 now you did not hear you heard that correctly it's been two and a half years since i got a haircut my hair is crazy long it's longer than like anybody that you know (laughs) it's longer than your wife's it's longer than your girlfriend's hair it's long (laughs) it's longer than troy palomalo it is it's like troy palomalo matthew's friend saw my hair like this and he's like hey you look like troy palomalo So um, I'll post, you know, I think on our website, I'll post like, I'll post it on Facebook too, but I'll post it on our website, like uh, the before and after pics so people can see. I hope your wife records the entire haircut. She said she might. Oh, you know, you, if they cut it properly, I think you can donate your hair. I know. I'm going to try to do that. Yeah. They have to cut it in like one long ponytail or braid. Yeah. So why not let them do that? Yeah. Why not? Um, Okay. That's uh the end of uh, episode 255 of the Skipping It Off podcast. Okay, have a great week.